filled with the spirit of the past and alive with the realness of the present. I am ancient. I am new. I am Heritage India. Ahalya Draupadi Sita Tara Mandodari Tatha Panchakam Nasmare Nityam Mahapataka Nashanam This verse we know for quite some time, right? As a child, I learned it when I did not even understand the meaning of any word. But as I grew up, I realized that these are the five great women to whom every man must pay his respect, which is fine. But with, later on, I also realized that out of these five women, Ahalya, forget about Draupadi, Sita, Tara, Mandodari, all of them are from Ramayana, whereas Draupadi is the only one who is from Mahabharata. And this struck me, you know. I said, okay. So according to whosoever composed this verse, Draupadi is the only person from Mahabharata who is worth paying respect to. This was, I think, my first introduction to Draupadi. And then, of course, you keep reading, you keep watching, you keep listening to that. And then Draupadi starts taking a figure, a form in front of your eye of imagination, I would say. Everybody's Draupadi is different. My Draupadi, today I would like to put her in front of you. Once I had asked people when I was talking to them that, who is the hero, Nayaka, of Mahabharata? If I ask this question about Ramayana, it is so clear, you know, people go on saying, oh, it was Rama. There is absolutely not a drop of doubt in their mind. But when it comes to Mahabharata, people don't know. Do you know? Can you name one person as uh, the Nayaka of Mahabharata? See, somebody might say Krishna, but no, Krishna comes only, he, his entry in the Mahabharata theme is only at the time of Draupadi's Vayavara. So he can't be the he, Nayaka. Yudhishthira, except for the fact that he was the eldest of the brother, five brothers, there is nothing that he has done to prove that he will be the Nayaka. Then Arjuna maybe, but he also was, you know, a great archer. He won Draupadi in the Swayamvara and all that. But apart from that, he hasn't done much. So it is difficult to say who is the Nayaka of Mahabharata. Whereas if I ask you who is Nayika, who is the heroine, without a moment's hesitation, the answer will come fat on your lips. It is Draupadi. And that is why the topic for today's talk is not only Draupadi, but Mahanaika Draupadi. I have used the word Maha in, of course, double sense. First of all, she is the Naika of Mahabharata. And secondly, she herself is a great woman, Mahan. She is great. And therefore, she is called Mahanaika. The other day when we 
talked about Satyavati, I told you that I am referring to only the critical edition prepared by Bandarkar Institute. Even today it stands and whatever I say is only from the critical edition. I'm not going to refer to any such books, you know, which are novels and stories and plays and whatnot on Mahabharata, very popular even today. But I won't refer to that. that. And I want to present Draupadi as is depicted by Vyasa 2000 years back. And remember, she is historical figure. It is history that Draupadi was there. And then Mahabharata is just uh, an epic or uh, a story formed on that history. The first time we come across Draupadi, I mean the entry of Draupadi, you know when it is at the time of her birth. And it's such a funny story. I mean, we have to be practical we have to be open-minded. And we. before I start, let me tell you one thing. I'm not here to hurt anybody's religious feelings or cultural feelings or anything. I am just putting forth what I have read from Vyasa's text. The story everybody knows that uh, Drupada performed the Yajna. And from that Yajna came Draupadi. Actually, it wasn't only Draupadi. Drushta Dyumna was the son who came from the fire. And Draupadi came from, the text tells you, Vedi Madhyat Samuthita. She came from Vedi. And Vedi is not fire. Vedi is a ground mound, you know, on which some material which is required for the Yadnya is properly arranged. So, Vedi Madhyat Samuthita. First of all, why did Drupada perform this Yadnya? Drupada and Drona, who is Dronacharya later on, they were very close friends. Something happened and then there was enmity. And so, Drupada wanted a son who will take revenge and kill Drona. And therefore, he performed this yajna. Now just imagine, Drushtadyumna and Draupadi both have come from a yajna or as a result of a yajna which was performed to take revenge. And believe me, no relationship, no individuality stays stable and strong if it is based on some such feelings like uh, compassion or revenge. No, this doesn't work. And therefore, we have to keep this in mind. Drushtadyumna and Draupadi, I have talked about the twins in Mahabharata. This is one more evidence, one more example, which tells you how there were many twins and they are always fraternal. That is, uh, they are not identical. And one is a boy other is a girl. The only exception is Nakula Sahadeva. So Draupadi was born that way. And at the same time, there was Akashavani, which means somebody predicted, you know, somebody not exactly from the air, 
but some priest who was there he predicted that oh she is going to be the cause of holocaust of kshatriyas he is probably he has a vision or something of the mahabharata war where thousands and thousands of soldiers and warriors died on the field so he said that now just imagine her birth has come out of revenge this is the prediction she has got and drushtadyumna he is born to take the revenge on drona what kind of birth and what kind of happiness there will be but drupada is happy because his purpose is served he has a son who is going to kill drona one some there are some things you know which we don't know because we never bother to read the original we are happy with some such books um like which are semi historical and most of the times fiction you know which we love to read and we we are convinced by that truth which is told in those fictions dronacharya in spite of the fact that he knew he was aware that this drushtadyumna is going to kill him that is drona dronacharya takes him to his gurukula and teaches drushtadyumna all the skills in the archery and says destiny is inevitable that does not mean that this promising boy should be denied a chance of learning great archery i am really surprised at the magnanimity of mind of drona and in now it becomes more it is it strikes me as more horrible that how could drushtadyumna when drona had kept his weapons down hold him by his shikha and behead him how could he do that anyway that is something which we are not concerned just now but this draupadi is apparently which means you know probably at the time of yajna both these boy and girl they were brought to the public this is how i take it there is another there are many misconceptions about mahabharata in common man's mind one of them is since draupadi came in from the fire from yajna she is called yadnya seni in fact i know there is a big novel and as a novel it's a beautiful piece of literature which is named title as yadnya seni and it is written about draupadi but this is not true mahabharata tells you that yadnya sena was another name for drupada and just as from drupada or rather because of drupada she was called draupadi it is because of his other name yadnya sena that she is called yadnya seni so just imagine how these small things we we are not aware of and therefore we judge the people in a very different way so now draupadi let's assume that she is there and she is a grown up girl by now right and next thing we know about her is her swayamvara swayamvarati she chooses her husband for herself i love this 
because as i have said earlier this shows the freedom given to young girls and maidens so we all know the story right i i won't go into that matsya yantra stuff and all i just say this that all the five pandavas when they escape the fire of lakshagruha they are staying in a cottage in forest and from there i mean they are staying with a potter actually and he tells them about this swayamvara and so they go there they are in the disguise as brahmins okay nobody could make out that they are pandavas which is something uh, i don't exactly agree with because five brothers someone like bhima and all of them you know looking very bright and um, strong people could have easily identified them anyway nobody identified them and then arjuna came you know draupadi did some what should i say not right things i don't want to say wrong positively like i said i'm no one to judge her but she did some things which were not exactly right as you know duryodhana came and he took the bow and while he was trying to adjust the arrow to it he fell down and she laughed you know this is so humiliating not only for a man to be laughed at by a woman but for anybody remember our school days when we fell down we slipped on a banana peel and everybody else laughed at us we feel so humiliated so insulted then came karna he easily could do this he stood up then he straightened his bow put the arrow and then draupadi said i will not marry a suta putra i will not marry a person who is not either a brahmin or a kshatriya and therefore karna also had to leave so sometimes i believe you know that both drupada and draupadi they had decided whom she should marry and she probably had a fair idea that these brahmins are actually the pandavas and she was waiting for one of them to come and sure enough arjuna comes up and he wins her drupada is happy and he goes uh, these five pandavas go to the their forest cottage and now just imagine they are old people, young i mean the young people you know they are not children and they tell their mother oh mother see what we have got and this is there in critical edition also and she says from inside the house whatever arms you have got divide it amongst yourself okay she said not i mean she didn't know what it was right so she said this and these people you know padtya phadachi arnya they immediately pick that sentence up and decided that they will they will all five of them will marry draupadi now this is where her real story starts nobody asked draupadi whether she was willing to do that whether she was ready for polyandry polygamy is one husband and many wives which was very common but polyandry is something 
where wife is one and many husbands are there for her. Nobody asked. Then Kunti said, oh, I didn't know you have got a beautiful young bride with you. But now that I have said it, do that. There must have been some other reasons which the critical edition does mention, but we will skip that and we will move ahead. Now at night, what should happen? What do you think will happen? Who will enjoy her first as a husband? Now Yudhishthira, since he is the eldest one, he says, no, today the marriage will not be consummated. What we will do is the five of us will sleep in front of each other and in a parallel way. So that the five heads are on this side and five feet on this side. And Draupadi will sleep near our feet in such a way that everybody's feet will rest on her body. Padopadhanam, pada upadhanam, a cushion on which you rest your feet is what Draupadi spent her first night as. I just cannot believe that. And the worst part is, the text tells you, she neither complained, nor did she blame the Pandavas for what was happening. Probably, she was married, immediately taken here, and she was timid, shy, and this I can understand, but she should have said something. She should have protested. She did not. And that is how they spent the first night. Next day, of course, Drupada had sent his people just to find out who the Brahmins were. And then he got to know the whole story. Next day, Drupada and Drushtadyumna both come to this house. Drupada asks them that I heard that you are going to have, you're going to share Draupadi as a wife. That is not fair. You cannot do this to my daughter. Even Drushtadyumna is very angry. He said, no, this is injustice. You cannot do that. I'm so happy, you know. We know parents who, in spite of the fact that they know that their daughter is tortured at the in-laws, do nothing. Because there are two more daughters to be married off in their house. But here he comes and he says, you cannot do that. Now by then, you know, even Krishna is there. And then Krishna tells a story that, you know, we all have heard this story. That in her last birth, Draupadi, you know, she was doing Shiva Puja. And she said, give me a good husband, good husband, good husband, five times. And therefore she has five husbands. I mean, would you believe that? Then Yudhishthira comes and says, I have heard of a Brahmin woman. Her name is Gautami. <clears throat> she lived somewhere in the forest. Even she has many husbands. Even she practices polyandry. So why not us? Anyway, in spite of the protests of both her father and brother, Draupadi is divided amongst the fight. And like I said, you know, my sorrow is one thing, she did not say a word against that. And more importantly, nobody bothered to ask her opinion about it. This was a major decision and nobody still bothered to ask. 
and then of course you know there was some mathematical calculation and everybody was supposed to have her for two months and six days or whatever it was it was so horrible it's like sharing a thing you know sharing a vastu and they looked at her from that angle at least at that point draupadi accepted her fate and then later on you know as we all know the story goes on and then patavas get their place indraprastha and all and then yudhishthira decides to perform a rajasuya yagna right you have heard about this story and when there is a divine architect called maya and he constructs a hall sabha which is so tricky and then duryodhana falls down i, I don't want to go into details that duryodhana falls down is okay but draupadi laughs at it again this is the second time draupadi has insulted duryodhana and it's not an easy thing to forget duryodhana just looks at her keeps his head down and leaves the place leaves that sabha there is one more thing which happened at rajasuya which is also very important and that is see pandavas also were politicians right and what yudhishthira had done was he had invited all these important kauravas i would say not all like uh, krupacharya duryodhana dushasana and given them some jobs some tasks to be performed at the time of yagna like krupacharya i think was looking after the food and beverage and all such things and what was duryodhana doing duryodhana on purpose was made to sit next to yudhishthira and whenever the kings come and respect him and they bring some uh, treasure for him jewels gold money wonderful clothes and horses and what not yudhishthira had asked duryodhana to receive them and to enlist them now just see this was done to kind of show him that okay you gave us indraprastha you gave us khandavavana but still see what we have done and see our achievement duryodhana naturally got jealous and with these two things in mind that the jealousy for yudhishthira's wealth and the way draupadi had derided him had teased him laughed at him with these two sorrows in his mind this one duryodhana came back to hastinapur his only thought now by the way you know there is one very good english book called uh, palace of illusions about maya sabha and it looks at draupadi from a different angle since it's one of the good english books i i would recommend that his only worry and thought is how to get how to win back all that wealth which yudhishthira has received and he asks his mama maternal uncle shakuni how should i do that shakuni says no problem this yudhishthira is fond of dice game dutha but doesn't know how to play that so invite him for that and when he comes there you can just win back almost half of that wealth so don't worry and then of course yudhishthira comes 
we know what happens during that youth that is not important the important thing is that the intention behind playing duta was to win the wealth which yudhishthira had okay i am ancient i am new i am heritage india hey.